Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada Dundalk and Cavan. We have amazing offers available across the Renault, Dacia and Opel range. Whether it is a petrol, diesel, LPG, plug-in hybrid or electric, we have the perfect car for you. See blackstonemotors.ie. Welcome back to The Late Lunch with me, Alison O'Reilly. Now, Tiger King was the Netflix international blockbuster of the pandemic and it came out with some incredible characters. Carol Baskin is the owner of Big Cat Rescue and the show, of course, focused on Joe Exotic, who was collecting big cats. Now, I've gotten to know Carol over the last while and she spoke to me earlier from her home in the US. Carol Baskin, it is wonderful to speak to you again. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. And how's life since we last spoke? Well, things are just getting better all the time. Our federal bill is doing fantastic. We're really hoping to get it curing very soon in the House. And we just heard there's really good news in the Senate for moving forward. So it's all great. Right. And I suppose the big news here we've heard this week because Tiger King and it's it's just the TV show that just swept the world during the lockdown and yourself and Joe Exotic and this relationship that you had or non-relationship and just he's he's behind bars. Now we heard this week that um, they're going to re-sentence him. How do you feel about that? I can't comment on that, but I am happy to hear that Amazon is not going forward with the piece that Nicolas Cage was going to be working on. So that was one bit of good news. Is it? Is it... I'm conscious that I'm asking you something that's just so traumatic, and I'm sure you've been asked this so many times. But it, like, is, is it very painful for you to talk about somebody who who was trying to have you killed? I mean, to to just keep talking about it over and over is it must be terrible for you. It's really frustrating because there was, I think, the worst thing about Tiger King, the, the film was that tigers were the real losers. They could have used all of that footage they gathered to really raise awareness about the fact that we're going to lose the tiger in the wild in the next few years if we don't stop outbetting and private ownership. And instead, all people want to do is talk about the train wreck that was the show instead of the important things like protecting our planet. And it, it, it really did hurt you, didn't it? I mean, I know there's always going to be people who won't like you and people who will love you. But, I mean, you did come out of it fairly strong in the end because, I mean, the other characters were just insane. I've really been shocked by the reactions that I get. So the, the people that I meet in person are all very lovely. But what I have seen is 
the media has just been vicious and to um, get eyeballs on their headlines by making accusations that I killed my husband. And it's like, why is that even a part of the discussion when we're talking about the extinction of tigers in the next few years? I, I just, I'm blown away by the fact that the media is so short-sighted on that. Yeah, I know. And, and considering that we're going to this whole climate change, we have a huge climate bill coming into Ireland. Um, huge, it's a huge, huge issue, animal welfare, animal rights. Um, and yes, it, Tiger King is about the characters and Joe Exotic. It was such a missed opportunity. Horse racing is a very popular sport here. Huge amount of money spent on it. and But a lot of concerns came out last year when Gordon Elliott posed with a dead horse. Um the racing itself, there's a lot of money in it. You have a huge issue with this too. And and horse trainers here would be regarded as the best in the world. Tell me how you feel about horse racing. I think anybody who even watches a horse race has to ask themselves, why am I enthralled with watching somebody beat an animal and make that animal do something it clearly does not want to do? And it just blows my mind that people will pay to watch somebody beat horses or pay to watch even dog racing where there's not somebody physically beating the dog through the entire race. There was a terrible documentary here uh, about a year ago um, about the abuse of greyhounds and, you know, how animals were disposed of when they had finished running and that they couldn't run anymore. It caused an absolute outcry. When these documentaries come up all the time, and it really, it's not just one documentary, it's got to be a change of habit, a change of mindset, a change of how we think about things. Do you believe that we will fully end all animal racing um, at some point? Do you think that's actually possible, given the amount of money that's invested in greyhound racing, dog racing and horse racing? I do. And I feel encouraged by virtue of the fact that dog racing has recently been pretty much banned here in the U.S. I do understand that there's probably a lot more money in horse racing than there was in dog racing. And so there is that to deal with. But people are evolving and we're becoming more and more aware of these sentient creatures having their own agenda. How do you feel about zoos? Zoos in general, people would see that as maybe rescuing animals that were um, facing extinction. Well, that's the way they portray themselves, but they're not doing anything to stop the extinction of the animals by keeping them in cages. And I think because of the same things, people are becoming more enlightened about how these animals need so much space and so much more um, sensory input than what they can get in a prison cell that zoos are going to have to remake themselves. And I look forward to zoos of the future being all virtual experiences where they are actually providing immersive reality type experiences for you to be in that animal's environment via cameras that are in that animal's wild environment. And that the money raised from that, from those video feeds is actually going back to those areas where those animals live so that people have a reason to protect them and to not cut down the forest and not eat all of the prey animals out of the forest and have a better way of providing for their families than doing those things so that we all benefit from beautiful places around the world. You, I know you're very disappointed with Tiger King and it was a missed opportunity. You've, you've done another documentary at Louis Theroux. You're happy with that. 
even though the exposure, you know, it's very controversial and, uh, you know, you say it's a missed opportunity, but there was a certain section of society that got the whole animal abuse and animal welfare. Do you think it has seeped through a little bit further now with your other documentary? Yeah, I I don't think it happened in Tiger King, but I think it happened because of Tiger King, that other people came forward and said, well, wait a minute, here's what's really important. And I think more of those are coming down the line. And so I think it, it really, as horrible as it was for me and my family and for everybody that's in the sanctuary industry trying to protect animals from being bred for life in cages, being painted as if they were the same as zoos, as awful as it was for all of us, I think eventually it will actually turn out to be good for all of us, for all of the animals. And I believe everything works together for good. So I do believe that it had its part in doing that. I mean, it certainly is a lot more exposure here on animal rights and animal abuses because it can be so sickening to see any animal being hurt. Yeah. I'm so so encouraged by the number of people who are actually talking about more important issues now and doing something in time to actually save these animals in the wild where they And just finally, before you go, Carol, Ireland, will we see you here any time? Do you plan to bring any sort of animal rights campaign here? Is I know we're in COVID and travel is restricted at the moment, but do you plan to come here at some stage to continue your work here? I have come to really love Ireland, and you people have just been so nice to me throughout this past year year and a half or so, and I would love to come there. I don't know that you guys need my voice on any kind of an animal rights issue because you're so far ahead of the U.S. We have so much work here to catch up to where you guys are. Well, we would love to have you. So I hope that when you do come over, you'll come in and see us here on LMFM. But Carol Baskin, it's lovely to talk to you again. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us here on The Late Lunch on LMFM. And take care. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Keep up the good work. And that was uh, Carol Baskin talking to us um, just before the break. And, you know, I just am absolutely gobsmacked at the headlines and the endless stories that came out of Tiger King. We never stop hearing about Joe Exotic and uh, he's behind bars for trying to kill Carol Baskin. Um, The characters were just phenomenal in the series and it just, I don't think there's a person who hasn't seen it. Now, if you haven't seen it, I get that totally (laughs) because it was a mad, mad, mad series. Uh, But it did shine a light on, you know, trying to keep big cats as pets. It's just very bizarre, the whole thing. Um, but of course, you know, if you have anything that you want to talk to us about, I'm here until half past three. My name is Alison and my text number is 86 658 Or of course, you can email the station as well at info at lmfm.ie. We're always delighted to hear from you and any ideas that you have, please do share them with us. Now, I was asking you earlier, what's the oldest electrical appliance you have at home? I have a washing machine donkey's years and I love it and it's all cracked and everything but it goes fine and you have to give it an old service but this is a great idea um, because I don't know if you heard earlier in the news that um, there's a real shortage of the traditional handyman and um, a group of people have come together to create a free training course aimed at producing enough experts to make sure thousands of our washing machines, our fridges, our dishwashers and all of that are given a new lease of life. And to tell us more about it now, we're joined by We Ireland CEO Lee, Leo Donovan. Leo, good afternoon. How are you? 
Good afternoon, Alison. I'm very well. Thank you very much. Good stuff. I mean, recycling, you know, and giving new life to old products and old appliances. It's it's all part of moving forward and the way we are now. It's a, it's a way of life. Tell us about this brilliant idea. Well, yeah, I suppose it really ties in with the whole Green Deal that Europe is really trying to move forward mm. on, on climate change and, and our own circular economy bill and and looking at really encouraging industry and manufacturers to extend their life of their products. You know, we, we go through a lot of products, particularly electrical products. You know, worldwide, there's about 50 million tonnes of this material goes on the market every year. That's going to grow to about 72 million tonnes. So we need all the recoverable materials, the metals and the plastics and everything else, to go make new products. But then also we want to extend the life of these products so we're not going through them so quickly. Uh, and, and that's the big challenge. So we're, we're moving up the hierarchy and, and we're, we're looking at not only just obviously the recycling of the materials, but the reuse of materials and, and now very much the repairing of the materials. But one of the biggest challenges we have is, look, you know, as you said there in your intro, that, look, the number of service engineers out there is, is, is diminishing and, and it's getting older. I think the average age of a service engineer now, believe it or not, is 59. So uh, we we recognise this, this challenge along with, with the White Goods Association that's part of the IBEX situation uh, and ourselves, We Ireland uh, and the industry. And we said, look, we need to really try and see can we set up a, a new training program and, and with some circular uh, funding uh, we managed to set up this new initiative called uh, FIT uh, with the FIT training group uh, it's the circular economy skills initiative and uh, it is about really training new people uh, to be service engineers for electrical appliances. Have you found Leo that you know at one point we all felt we had too much money that you know the, the streets of Ireland were painted with gold during the Celtic Tiger and we were all living way beyond our means uh, and and in that time we developed this habit of it's not working throw it out rather than fix it fix it and get it going again I think that happened to a lot of us yeah, for sure. There's a generation that's grown up with just replace rather than fix it. And I know we want to get back to that uh, mentality. But there's a great website called Repair My Stuff, uh, which you can go in and, and any any product you have, you can go in there and find out where is your local repair agent. So it's re, re-energizing that, that whole industry. And, and that's what we, we've identified. And that's what we, we want to do. So we, we have a, a pilot program going now, starting up. Uh, shortly in September, where we hope to bring in around about 20 trainees. Uh, they'll work for around about 26 weeks just uh, on, on training, on fixing everything from dishwashers to washing machines to cookers. Uh, and then they will have 12 weeks experience out there with the big manufacturers going around repairing products. So they come out very well trained uh, at the end of this process. And uh, hopefully then that this is a program that could be rolled out uh, nationwide. You see, this is something now, I'll be honest, Leo, I'd love to do this myself because hanging around and waiting for people, even in the good times, people were just so busy. It's very hard to get someone and it's getting harder. And this is why you are setting up this course. But I'd love to do this because I just want to do all these things myself. I don't want to be asking anybody anything. I just love to be able to pull the machine open and fix it when it's not working. And things, you know, simple things like, you know, just a a little repair or a blockage or, you know, sometimes it's only a small little thing, isn't it? 
Oh, for sure. Like we, Declan uh, McIlwain, who's you know a, a trainee in the past and now has a very successful business in, in doing this repair work uh, in Northwest, was was put, talking this morning about like you know what are the issues about the importance of even just regularly cleaning out your machines, right, with a hot wash, you know, uh, and then just some of the, the repairs seem to be very simple. But he was telling us a wonderful story where uh, he actually was repairing an old machine 36 years old and uh, the couple knew it was 36 years old because they'd got it as a wedding present and they were 36 years married. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> see, that, you see, people do have those appliances at home and say, I'm not giving that up now. I got that as a wedding present or an anniversary present or something. People do have an attachment to these items. For sure. And you get used to how they work and they operate and uh, and even I think your uh, colleague there was just telling me about her mother and, and how she just loved cooking uh, her bread in, in her old uh, cooker, you know. So there's, there's certain ways you get used to. And uh, so there's a familiarity there as well. But as well as that, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a financial saving for sure. And, and then there's more importantly, the long durability and the, the environmental saving, which is huge nowadays. Are products that are made today, you know, are they, are they built to last? Or are the old ones the best? Yeah, he, the, our service engineer was explaining this and he was saying, no, it's actually just that people are using them more often now. So we probably have more clothes and we're cleaning our clothes more regularly and so on. A lot of us are eating at home now with the shutdown and uh, so we're, we're using the dishwasher more often. So appliances that weren't used as often are now being used maybe two to three times more often, right? So it's the more use that they're getting is actually causing them to, to break down rather than the the, 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 the build quality. Uh, I think the build quality is still as good as it ever was. And then you see if you if you use them too much and you're just you get into a habit of using them too much and they break down, it's like the end of the world, isn't it? I know when my washing machine went, I was like, oh my god, because <laughs> I've been putting on I put on washes all the time. Now I do the I I try and keep everything at thirty degrees unless it's really bad because it's thinking how dirty can you be? But <laughs> I try and 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 use the 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 lighter washes. But I mean, when the washing machine breaks for me, it's like the end of the world. I'm like, oh my god. Have a whole basket of dirty clothes upstairs. What am I going to do? Yeah, well, that was the, the, like the, the reason that the We Ireland uh, were a not-for-profit organisation approved by the minister to, to be responsible for recycling all household electrical waste. And 15, 16 years ago, they identified that electrical appliance was the fastest growing um, waste stream you know, in Europe uh, and that we needed to have a well-organised recycling system, or a well-organised take-back system for all these materials. So that's why now we've made it so easier for people, like when your machine does break down, that you, your, your retailer will bring the old machine away when they deliver a new one, or you can bring it down to your recycling centre. Or if it's a smaller appliance, like a hairdryer or whatever, you at any time you can bring it back to the retailer, provide a retailer selling similar type products. So it's about making it as easy for the consumer to look when these products do break down, that we do uh, replace them. But yeah, we get very attached to them, there's no doubt about it, and very reliant on these electrical appliances. And it's a very important part of our lives, but it'll be a very important part of the future lives of the future generations. Uh, but the earth doesn't have enough materials to keep developing, keep producing the, the demand that's there around the world. So that's why we've got to recycle the materials once it does come to its very end of life. Absolutely. And the old ones are the best, as you say. So uh, for any of our listeners who are who are listening in now, how can they get in touch with you? How do they go about this? Well, first of all, if, you, if you're looking to uh, recycle, uh, mywaste.ie is an excellent website to go in to look at where your local recycling places are. 
if you're looking to do a repair, repairmystuff.ie is a great website to see how you repair your materials. And then if you're interested in the training program I was describing about, you can go into the website fit.ie and you'll find the details there of the Circular Economy Skills Initiative. Well, I mean, that is a very informative piece, Leo. I'm I'm delighted because I never actually heard of repairmystuff.ie, so I know I'll be looking at that now <laughs> when the show is over. But uh, Leo Donovan, We Ireland CEO, thank you very much for joining us here on The Late Lunch. Um, I'm Alison and I'd love to hear from you because I'm here until half past three today. The text number, as always, is 086-1800-658 or you can email us at info at lmfm.ie. Now, earlier on, I was asking you about random acts of kindness. And uh, this, this is a remarkable story here. We have three sisters who are hairdressers and they decided to drop lots of boxes filled with beauty products at random locations around Mead on Monday just so they can be nice. And to tell us more, Erin Mallon is on the line. Erin, how are you? Hi, yeah, I'm okay, thanks. Good stuff. I mean, this was this was a, such a lovely idea. 25 gifts all around yeah. Navin and Kentstown, just because you felt like it. Well, yeah, we work in a salon and we talk to people for a living. So we know lots about people's mental health and how low people can feel and through this whole pandemic, just how horrible it's been and you know it's nice to be nice and it's nice to get a compliment or be given a gift and Lauren my younger sister and she came across Mark from H2H clothing and he did the same thing and he put out clothes and we said you know what we'll put our spin on it and we'll put out some hair and nail products and if you come across the, the box it would brighten up your day or you know put a smile on your face. Did you feel a little bit worried now when you were leaving them out? And this is this is the journalist in me coming out now. But I'm thinking, did somebody steal them or ruin them? Or did, did, did somebody hang around and wait to see if someone picked it up? Did you get the reaction? Well, we didn't wait around to see. Lauren went out yesterday morning at half five. And she put them, she dotted them around different places. So in Kentstown, at Kentstown Church, at the pub, and um, the park, then in Johnstown, um, different, just around different areas. They were just a small little box and she put a note on it that if you find this, it's for you. So we kind of said, if someone sees it and they didn't, weren't interested, they'd keep walking, but someone else would see it. Or maybe if a child or a man came across it, he might open it and bring it home mm-hmm. to his wife or his daughter. So, no, we weren't worried about them being destroyed or anything, but mm. we got a lot of feedback from women that have found them and thanking us for them. Well, you see, now I'd love to get some texts in from anyone who found them and how they felt just to see something pretty. You're you're drawn to it. You see a little note, you're intrigued, you open it up and you go, what, just for me? Like, how lucky am I? So I'd love to hear from anybody. Um, you can text us in on 086-1800-658 if you did find one of those gorgeous boxes left out by Erin and her sisters. I suppose as well, um, in your job as a hairdresser, it's almost like a counselling service, isn't it? We actually, we actually tell our hairdresser everything and we've missed them so much. So that whole communication and that bond, you must have missed that too. Oh, definitely. Like um, Carly does the hair and me and Lauren do the nails. Mm. So when people come into us, they're not just with us for 10, 15 minutes. They're with us for anything from an hour to three hours or more if they're getting, you know, two treatments done. So you do miss people. You mm. miss 
kind of sitting listening to them and talking to them and they feel comfortable telling you everything absolutely everything mm. um, and then there's a lot of my clients that I've been seeing every two or three four weeks for the past 10 years so I really missed seeing them and just catching up with them well, it's a very intimate setting, isn't it? You're sitting opposite somebody very close and you're allowing them to touch you. You're allowing them to do up your yeah. nails. You're putting your trust with them, with your hair to look lovely and you want to feel good. So it's almost, you nearly become friends. Yeah, I've made, I've got so many friends that started as clients because I would see them every two, three weeks mm. and they know about me. They know when I was having babies and being pregnant and I know about them or when, you know, we would have got married or life went on yeah. between us all. Um, and they tell you everything. And I suppose you become comfortable and, and talk to each other about your families and what's going on. So a lot of people did struggle through the past mm. year and a half. Um, with COVID and losing jobs or their partners losing jobs or having to stay at home all of the time and not getting to leave your house. So we just wanted to put a smile on someone's face and maybe start something going that if, you know, Lauren got the idea from Mark and maybe someone would get the idea from us. And Mm. if it was an ongoing thing where you can put a smile on someone's face by doing random acts of kindness. I think it's absolutely lovely. We have a couple of texts in here on 086-1800-658. Alison, my late mother, Vera Butler in Kells, was so kind to people. She used to make brown bread for people and also years ago she cooked dinners for people. My mother, Vera, was a very popular lady in Kells County Meath and people lined the streets for her funeral. May she rest in peace and that's in from Deirdre. Um, We do have some incredible characters in the community that we don't hear about. Isn't that right? Um, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of people that will do good things for others and they don't want to be recognised mm. or they don't want, they don't really talk about it um, too much. But it is nice to be nice and it will always come back to you is what we think anyway. I think so too, especially when you're coming from the right, for the right reasons, when you just feel this is something I would really like to do and I'm not expecting anything back and I'm not doing it for anything other than I just feel I would like to do something like this. It's a big, big gesture, but it does have a ripple effect. Um, I mean, I just think by us doing it, someone else will do it. And yeah. it could be something that's around the whole of Mead, Navin, Kenstown, hopefully other salons will do the same thing and it will follow through and there's more good being done than, ma- than bad. I think so too. We have another text in here, Erin, and uh, the texter is saying, we need more random acts of kindness. I'm at work sweltering and a customer dropped me in a sandwich and a drink and it meant the world. Now, isn't that lovely? That's so nice. Yeah, it is. I know uh, plenty of times I've had punctures. <laughs> I, don't, I can't, still can't change a tyre. And I've really relied on passers-by on the motorway <laughs> to help me change my tyre. Now, my father is a mechanic, so I have no excuse other than, I'll show you how to change the tyre, Alison. No, I switch off after two seconds I'm not there I'm not listening I don't know anything and then suddenly I've got puncture after puncture and I still can't change a tyre but I have to say thank you to all of the people over the years who've stopped to do that for me people can be so generous and it can be so good even complimentive sometimes it's Mm. nice just to get a nice compliment if you're feeling a bit low or just not in in a good headspace someone can just say the right thing to cheer you up 
Um, it's not necessarily about guessing something or having something done for you, but even just words can be nice. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I wanted to ask you as well, um, being in the beauty industry, um, lots of more men are coming forward to have their nails done and their facials and the whole shebang. And yeah. it's lovely to see. And, they're, you know, men are paying more attention to these... Um, these lovely little things that you can get done and uh, not everyone's into it but you know um, I wondered uh, when when you hadn't seen the the men over the past year what are they like when they're coming back are they much more open with you are they a little bit more shy when they want to open up about their stories what's it like with all those well, men out there going to the salons well where we are we're in Kent Town Village so we don't have men coming to us as of yes we've had not men yet says you not yet not yet. Um, I do think eventually it would be something that um, should be, men should be more comfortable coming into a salon because men like to look after themselves, stay groomed and look as well as women. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something that I would like to see more of in the future. I definitely. Not, not of yet. Yeah, I think so. So Glam Loft in Kentstown is where you guys are based. Yeah, yeah, we're in um Kenttown Village and uh, we're up the stairs above Landis shop there in um, in Kentstown. Well, congratulations on starting a little movement in Kentstown. Thank you very much. That's brilliant. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. That's Erin Mallon there from Glamloft in Kentstown. Welcome back to The Late Lunch here on LMFM. And just before the break, we were speaking to the lovely Erin Mallon, who works in Glamloft in Kentstown, about random acts of kindness and how she and her sisters had left out little beauty boxes at various little random locations just to be nice because they would have a very intimate relationship with their clients who we all missed. We all missed having our hair and nails done uh, when, when you can do it. Um, and it was such a lovely thing to do. And we've had a few texts in just in relation to being kind and random acts of kindness. Um, text into 86 658 My mother was way before her time. She was always giving dinners to the man next door. And that was every day. She was one in a million. She would make cakes, etc. and give them to people and then we all fled the nest and she used to have us all back for food and my mother didn't have the facilities that people have now she was one of a kind Maraid that's a lovely message about your mammy um, it's so lovely to have those memories of your mother and all the lovely things that they would do for you I know my mother used to bring me to my Irish dancing feshes every Sunday the hair in the rollers the lunchbox, the flask of tea and my poor father would have to drive us and away we'd be gone all day and I always remember those lovely things um, growing up and uh, all the, the kind things that she would always kind of share out the food and everybody was lovely at those feshes. They were really kind and supportive of us getting up to dance because you'd be a nervous wreck. Um, We've another text in here from somebody who found one of those lovely boxes. Found one of them yesterday, says the texter. To say I was thrilled was an understatement. It was a lovely gesture in these tough times when everyone's mental health is suffering. Yeah, it is. It's a fabulous idea because I was thinking, it's just you're walking along totally unassuming, unsuspecting and you find this pretty little box full of gifts and the message says it's for you. Another texter here said we have a food mixer in uh, an electric, we have a food mixer and an 
and an electric knife that we got for our wedding in 1977. There you go. That's about recycling things and trying to revive old things. Now, welcome back to the late lunch. Keep the text coming in. We've loads of text today. Thanks very much. 086-1800-658 is the number. And uh, staying with that story that we heard in the news, coordinator of Cool Camps in Mead, Dudley Farrell is on the line to tell us uh, it's roasting out there, isn't it? <laughs> Dudley, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, yeah, camps are over for today. Yeah. You'd, you'd really pity the kids. It was just, they were, they were melting now, there's no doubt about it. So uh, I'm just looking at it, it's 27 degrees here at the minute. My God. And, um, we have decided that we're going to move the camps instead of having them for the rest of the week from 10 o'clock till 2 o'clock. We're going to go at the camp at 9 o'clock in the morning until 1. Yeah. Uh, just to try and uh, keep out of the heat as much as we can and maybe not have the strongest heat during that part of the day. Yeah, no, it's a really good move, um, Dudley, because, I mean, I I brought my son to football at one o'clock on Saturday and I just thought, you are a cruel mother. I don't know how they could cope in that heat. Yeah, you see, and and especially uh, with the COVID, we can't bring kids into dressing rooms. Mm. Dressing rooms are out of bounds Mm. with COVID. So, like... Any other year, apart from last year, we were able to bring kids in, but we we never had this situation. It was usually uh, rained off and wet days. Mm. This, this is in, in all my years in the camps. I haven't uh, had this problem uh, before, but it's just to, to let the parents know that the camp will start. It'll be the same rules, the health check, everything else in the mornings, the same way of dropping off kids will be but just uh, an hour earlier and finishing an hour earlier Very good Dudley so 9 o'clock have your kids there don't be arriving any later because you want to keep them out of that sun We want to keep them out of the sun and I just say to parents like you know just make sure you you have them well sun creamed Mm. on them like uh, it's up to the parents we can't put sun cream on kids it's up to the parents to, to put sun cream on the kids and have hats or whatever they need and loads of water mm. most grounds GA grounds will have a tap that they can refill and they can refill but make sure they have something with them oh god you have to plaster them in the highest factor going you, do. you, you definitely do you definitely do like because it, it's just they probably don't really realize how bad it is when they're out there running about I know that they are hot but mm just don't realise maybe the consequences. No, and they and they burn so easily as well. Well, there's, they burn so easy and there's, we have to go to 1,200 children at mm. camps uh, this week at seven different camps and it's a lot of kids, you know, so please say to the parents that we need them to look after them coming to the camps. Okay. We want them to enjoy themselves by all means, but we think this might be a bit of a help towards, you know, there's a lot of pictures, there's no shade to bring kids up, but the coaches are well drilled into if there is a a place that's a bit of a breeze or there's a shade under trees or something, the coaches will bring them to to those places. Very good, Dudley. That's Dudley Farrell there from the Cool Camps in Mead coordinator. Dudley, thanks very much for that information. Welcome back to the late lunch. I'm into the final stretch here. Uh, It's Alison and you can text me on 0861800658. We've still got some texts coming in about old appliances that you've been attached to. Steve texts us in and said he's a food mixer 
that he got in 1980. There you go. The old ones are the best, they say. We've got some glorious weather out there. Um, I just want to remind you as well, though, that uh, it's the final week of our Saturday Sets Facebook gigs and we've a fantastic series closer for you this weekend with the brilliant Zoe Conway and John McIntyre. Zoe and John are some of Ireland's most gifted musicians. So on Saturday night, they'll treat you to the very best in traditional and folk music. So that's Saturday Night Sets with Zoe Conway and John McIntyre. McIntyre live this Saturday from 9pm on the LMFM Facebook page and keep up to date with the website lmfm.ie and the Facebook page for all the good things that are coming up on uh, the shows here. So um, I wanted to tell you now about uh, a small GAA club based outside Dundalk called Roach Emmett's GFC and they're working on a number of projects over the past couple of years um, and they wanted to make the club more inclusive. They didn't want it just to be about football. They wanted it for somewhere where like the community belongs. Um, so a wonderful woman called Olivia Wall who's a member of the Healthy Club Committee there has set up a new um, interactive session for children with special needs or additional needs um, and she's on the line now to talk to us and tell us a bit more about that. How are you Olivia? Hi Alison, thanks for inviting me on today. Not at all, you're very welcome. Um, tell us about this uh, this new project that you've set up. Sure, so um, so it's Roach Emmett as you said and we started the All Star Roach Emmett's All Stars um, last season and I guess to, to bring it back further, the, the backdrop to that is, as you said, I'm I'm a coach with the club. Um, I'm a parent of, of three children, and two of uh, the two boys have autism. So um, I wanted them to basically be part of the club, just like you know my my daughter is. And um, as I was coaching her in the 2019 season with with the rest of our nursery coaches, and just draw as that season was kind of coming to a close. I was already thinking about my son and him joining it the following year. And I just knew, I guess, that that would prove a big challenge for him. Um, and I knew realistically that the nursery group wasn't going to be the right setting for him. And he needed a session that was more catered to his level. So I guess that got uh, me thinking and people around the club thinking about what, what was out there for children with additional needs, uh, specifically within the GA circle in the county um, because it just didn't sit right with me as a parent and a coach that, you know, my daughter could be an active member of the club, whereas the boys, um, they could join the club, of course, but there wasn't a session there that, you know, would cater to them specifically. And so I guess, it, as many things do, um, it started with a text message um, back in oh, 2019 to our club chairman, Alan O'Connell, and I just asked him, you know, maybe could we have a chat about inclusion at Roach Emmett's and how we could explore that and accommodate additional needs. And, you know, from the get-go, Alan, being, being the man he is, I suppose, and being the chairman he is, um, he was, you know, with us from the start and got behind us. And we got the full support, really, from, you know, himself, um, our healthy club officer, Karen Conlon, and the wider uh, club committee. So we just began researching then, um, you know, what was out there for children with additional needs in GEA in County Loud. And while there was, you know, I'm sure I think there is, you know, a lot of clubs, they're no doubt, they're likely facilitating children with needs uh, within their mainstream training sessions and absolutely doing their very best. But uh, to give these a session that um, was at, 
you know, the right pace, that they could be themselves and they could feel comfortable. We, we started looking for examples of that. So we found examples um, all around the country, really, and got speaking to a few of those parents. And all the examples really did seem to be parents of children with additional needs who really have been, you know, trailblazers for, for um, GA for all in, in their clubs and have set this up so that their own children could be accommodated, not just their neurotypical children, but neurodivergent as well. And I guess that led us back to to Loud, um, because one of them said, whatever you do, contact your local sports inclusion disability officer. And for County Loud, that is um, a lady called Trina Fapisho, who works on behalf of Loud Sports Partnership. And so we met up with her and, you know, she's been a massive um, support for, with us for the start of this. Um, you know, we met back with her and she was with us every step of the way. Um, I think the county is probably very lucky to have uh, someone like Trina in, in that role. Um, she's an excellent advocate for both children and adults with additional needs in the county. And working with her and working with um, the club members, we just put the put the message out there on our social media that this was what we were going to do, um, get members involved and get a coaching team involved, get them trained up in inclusion and disability awareness training. And, you know, that it was quite a long process, but, you know, where we are today, I guess we started, we had our first session back in August uh, 2020. Um, as restrictions lifted and we were, we were allowed to get, get back onto the field and um, that started off with six kids and I think we must have had oh, about 17 coaches at that time. That's fantastic. It's so one-to-one because you, you do actually think, you know, that um, something can just be set up on a whim but this is very specialised. So there was a lot of training, a lot of time put into this, a lot of commitment Um and then, of course, you were able to bring people in from around the country, not just in your area. Well, that's it. I mean, once clubs and, I guess, families of children with additional needs heard about um, this session, they started getting in contact with Roach Emmets and asking if they could join. And, you know, it's not specifically for children within our own mm. community. It's open to children, you know, from all over over the county. Um, and, that, and that's really what's happened. You know, we've, we have children and we've had queries from Drogheda's um, all the way down to Carlingford. And it, it's just been a really, um, it's been really eye-opening and really, really humbling to see that um, it, it, we've had such a response um, from, from the county. And I guess so much so that it's, it's been fantastic to see that other clubs have started this initiative. I think um, it's absolutely brilliant. I think you've done super work. It's all about commitment and dedication and really making something happen, isn't it? Absolutely. And you know yourself, it's not just one person that can make this happen. Yeah. It's um, the team of coaches that's involved. And Oh, now you're not. You are totally being humble there now. You were the driving oh. force behind that. That's fantastic work, Olivia. Well, yeah, well, thank you very much, Alison. Um, I, for me, the, sister, the, the whole session works is that we have a great buddy system in place. Mm. And by what I mean with buddy system is that we pretty much offer a one-to-one ratio of coaching to, to a child every week. And we're only able to do that because we've just got the most wonderful group of people you, you could hope to meet. Yeah. Um, that's the coaches. And they show up every Saturday morning 
from May right through to September, you know, and they're fully invested in the kids and there's a real connection there between coach and, and each kid. And, you know, I suppose these sessions really are all, I would think about the small things, you know, um, we celebrate small things. And with the coaches, we often chat after the sessions and honestly, we get so much joy when we think, you know, when we see one child might have really increased eye contact uh, from the previous weeks or they may have completed the obstacle course. And they're just improving, yeah. Just improving uh, all the time. All the time. And Brilliant. these are small achievements, but, but they're huge in the lives of children with additional needs. And it's great for parents to be able to see that because... Um, you know, it's it's not you know it's not just a journey for for the children. It's it's a journey for the families and Absolutely. It's a particular journey for for their siblings and for their siblings to be able to see them, you know, going to their own training session, being an active member of the club. You know, it's it's such a huge thing for, um, you know the journey of acceptance really. Absolutely no it's it's fantastic initiative um, Olivia Wall from the Roach All Stars Inclusive Group congratulations on a brilliant project and thanks very much for sharing your story here on The Late Lunch No problem thank you what a great idea. I love people who just make things happen and it really is hard work to make something like that happen. So fair play to Olivia. And again, for anyone who's looking for information, it's the Roach All-Stars Inclusive Group. So we've come to the end of the show and um, I want to thank all of our listeners and all of our texters and of course all of our fantastic guests. Uh, just a quick text here from Mary who says she's hearing so much on the radio about covering up and sunscreen and staying indoors and not one mention of water. Oh, Mary, I am water mad. If you were listening to me yesterday, I was watering the birds, the plants and the whole lot. Water is extremely important, Mary. And uh, I'm sorry now if I didn't um, emphasise that enough, but you do. You have to have so much water there for your children as well in that hot sun and for yourselves and for your pets and your wild birds and everything else. Um, so tomorrow we'll be back at half past one and we'll be speaking to Anna Corrigan, who was one of the key people in exposing the story of the two mother and baby home in 2014 that went on to make international headlines. Thank you to Louise Walsh, who's my fantastic producer on this show. She's brilliant. I'd be lost without her. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow at half one. See you then. Have a great evening. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. We have the biggest range of light commercials in the Northeast with same-day business finance, so let our van specialist, Danny, find a commercial vehicle to suit your requirements. See blackstonemotors.ie. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze... Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.